Welcome to the Ecom Profit Podcast. I'm your host, Dawn Sinkula, CEO of Digital Dawn, and I'm so excited to be here with you today. Here on the Ecom Profit Podcast, I open Pandora's box and share with you and other ecom business owners weekly topics that will help you explode your business online. I outline my tried and true secret sauce, the D2D method, that's guaranteed to bring your business results. As an entrepreneur myself, I try to pull out all the same entrepreneurial passions in others. So get ready to be fired up about your business and let's have a great time. Welcome to the Ecom Profit Podcast. All right, welcome to the Ecom Profit Podcast. I'm your host, Don Sincula, and today we have an amazing guest that I am so excited to talk to. She has been a friend and someone who I've been in groups with for, gosh, many years now, and she is a mother of many, business owner extraordinaire, and somebody who I am excited to talk to today. So, Yael Ben-Dahan. I think I got it right, but correct me if I didn't, is here today to talk to us about all things marketing, mothering, and gosh, what it takes to run a business online and really be a strong motherly presence for your children. And I think this is a topic that so many of us struggle with. So many people, regardless of where you are in your business journey, struggle with, with this type of thing. But welcome to the show. I'm so excited to have you here. Why don't you take a minute, introduce yourself, tell us all the things. Okay. First of all, thank you so much for having me here, Don. I'm so excited. And I mean, I'm a huge fan. Um, I've like looked up to Don for so many years. Uh, so this is like, you know, fan girling out a little bit. Um, and I we get to just hang out, you know, we got to hang out just last week in Disney, which felt like so amazing. And I feel like it's great. We get to reconnect today. So, um, I know it was like, I know it's like looking back, it feels like almost unreal. I'm like, did we really do that? Did we really play that hard? Um, and I think that's like a really good kind of, uh, I think that I find that there are a lot of things in, that, that businesses and motherhood have in common. And like that's, I just basically run my whole life. I feel like I run my entire life the same way. Um, like yeah. kind of across the board, which is like really interesting. So yeah, so as Don said, I'm Yael Bendahan. I am a um, marketing and business coach for moms, specifically for obvious reasons. I have five children, um, five, four boys and a girl. She is yeah. my youngest so far and uh, and my little princess. And, um, and I'm originally from New York uh, and I live in Israel now, which is part of my story because um, it's kind of why I never even graduated high school. So um, yeah, my family moved here when I was a teenager, when I was 12, 13 years old. Um, was not a great t transition, so I didn't finish high school. I basically left before they could kick me out. Apparently I had an attitude. Go figure. <laughs> Go figure. <laughs> before we get into this, I just want to pause a minute because you kind of just skimmed through this very quickly in the I have five children kind of thing. So. Yeah. I, I just want to make sure everybody recognizes that as we're talking about mothering and business and all the things, we're talking about someone who has five kids, right? And what are the ages? So I know the baby is like a year, but what, yeah, she's one and a half. Um, and my oldest is about to turn 12. So okay. they're, they're like, I have four kids about two years apart. So 10, 12, eight, six. And then I have her, she came, I kind of took a break, started a business and then I had her. So. Got it. Got it. Yeah. <laughs> 
Okay, so we're talking about we're talking about you know the 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 span of you know compressed children in the business life, right? Like so they're they're all there, they're home, they're around, they're all the things, right? So that piece of it, and you do a lot of business with people that are in the United States as well, yeah. right? You don't yeah. primarily just do business in Israel. I mean, you do. I don't business at all. Well. I don't at all do business in Israel. It's it's just right. it's complicated tax wise. Hey. So I just yeah. So not only are you dealing with children, you're dealing with literally completely different time zones, and you still manage to run a business that is helping women all over the world, right? So let's talk about how. Okay, so you got to Israel, maybe didn't do such a great job, or had a little attitude problem when you went there for high school. So. You didn't finish high school. So tell us like, okay, after the high school thing, what, like kind of how we came to be in the digital marketing space? Like how how did you make the transition? (laughs) Yeah, so that's kind of my story. So because I did not graduate high school, I ended up going to a little kind of like after, like post high school program thing in the UK um, up near, up near in Northern England, um, which is how I actually met my future sister-in-law and which is how I met my husband. And long story short... I was 16 when I left high school. Two years later, I got married to my husband. Um, so I was 18. He was 19. And then two weeks before our first anniversary, we had our first child. So I've pretty much been a wife for my entire adult life. And I've been a mother for, you know, the vast majority of my adult life. So yeah. you really don't know any other way to I do it. I really any- don't. No. <laughs> I'm like, people have free time? When did they have that? Like, where is that? And right, like what it what is that about? What's free time? So okay, so you got married young, you had kids young, and you started this business. You said after you had your fourth, right? Yeah. Okay, so four boys. Just FYI, there's like a special place in heaven for you. I think with four. Boys. <laughs> I'm not disagreeing. I'm not disagreeing. Yeah, they they keep me on my toes for sure. Okay, so four boys, and then what? All of a sudden, you're like. I'm bored. I need to have like another thing on my plate. Or how did you all of a sudden just like, boom, I want to start a business and help women completely on the other side of the world? Um, well, I mean, it's very prosaic, but like, I, I, I actually said this to someone like today, uh, like, I did not feel like anything was really missing in my life. I was very happy being a stay at home mom of little kids. Like I, I love doing all the mom things. I love cooking. I love baking. I love, you know, doing, I love doing activities with my kids. Like I was totally good at that, except that four kids and one salary does not yeah. a very <laughs> profitable life make. Um, yeah. And the only thing I was missing was money, essentially. Sure. Um, yeah. So I actually started off like with a very like basic sort of like, we need to make more money. And I remember at the time, you know, after I looked into, um, you know, the idea of like being a virtual assistant, um, I remember my, you know, saying to my mom, I was like, you know, I bet I can make like a thousand dollars a month, right? Which in Israel is actually at the time it was about, 3,500 shekels, which is a very respectable part-time salary. Um, right. I was like, I can make that working like 10 hours a week. Like that's like freaking brilliant. Right. Um, cause I was very, I was always very techie. I was good at writing. I had a lot of like, just kind of like, like natural skills at this kind of stuff. Like I used to, I know I used to write Harry Potter fan fiction in high school and I used to write like really funny posts on Facebook that like my whole family all across the world, like always loved following. So I kind of like yeah. had the, like the chops for social media and that kind of thing. Sure. Um, so yeah, so I, I started getting a few virtual assistant clients. 
Um, and I started doing different things for them. So I was like, ooh, you know, now I can do social media. And now I started doing a little bit of Facebook ads and then realized that actual businesses paid more than bloggers. So I was like, oh, I should probably work with them. So, you know, so, um, so I worked with all different kinds of business owners. I worked with nonprofits. I've worked with coaches and course creators. I've worked with authors. I worked with, um, you know, just like brick and mortar, but um, I just found that like my heart was really in the, you know, in the marketing, the funnels, you know, the content strategy space. Like I just geek out on strategy and visibility and helping people get the confidence to put themselves out there and knowing how to put themselves out there in a way that like drives people in the most efficient way to their offers. So, um, yeah, so I was doing really, you know, things are kind of chugging along really nicely. I, I, I think I had my first six figure year in. I think my first six-figure year was 2019, but I came very, very close in 2018. It was like one of those like, oh my god, like almost there, and like just gonna make it. Right? Like it was like ninety-six thousand dollars or something. Like it was something crazy like that. So, um, which I mean, again, to me, feel, felt like unbelievable because um, I didn't even have a high school diploma, right? I almost felt guilty that I was like cheating, but I mean, I wasn't cheating because I was like literally like learning my butt off. Like I, yeah. Like, to, you know, courses while I was folding laundry and doing dishes, you know, like anything that did not require any mental energy, I would right. add on, you know, the learning and the education. Um, right. So, yeah, so that was kind of like how I, like, that's what I was doing. And it was like all going very nicely, um, you know, as a service provider, as a done for you service provider, a marketing strategist, I was doing a lot of launches and things like that. And then I got pregnant um, in November, 2019. I think you remember that because I, I came I to... Digital Insiders Mastermind, like having like very recently found out that I was pregnant, and I was like, "Oh my god!" Like I I knew how to have kids with a business, but I didn't know how to have a baby yet because a baby is like a whole right. oh you know it's its own beast really the pregnancy postpartum and like just like you know starting from scratch you know um right it was really scary it was it was like I was I was very nervous about it right right so yeah. let me. Let me ask you a couple things because you said some key things that I think you know my audience, um, you know, is is women business owners. They're primarily in the ecom space, but it, this is yeah. applicable to any mother um, and any business owner or anyone looking to get into the business owning space. So, you know, you said something about you were just constantly trying to absorb as yeah. much education as you possibly could that you could do while you were being a mom or while you were, you know, yeah. doing all of the things that you were doing. Do you like, were there specific things that you were trying to listen to? Where did you get some of that information and how did you like kind of start knowing where to even look? I mean, visibility is such a hard thing, right? Marketing is such a hard thing for a lot of people. And, and, you know, I hear a lot from people that I work with, like, I just don't know what to do next, or I don't know where to go and what, you know, and then sometimes you're taking too many trainings, right? Or you're doing too much right. stuff and it gets yes. there. So what, what kind of a, you know, when you were starting out initially, like, were you just listening to everything and doing all the things or were you really like micro focused on, I listened to Julie or I listened to this podcast or I'm listening to this YouTube or what, you know, kind of, how did you yeah. get even your head around it? Yeah. So I think it was just more, it was more like a, like a step, like almost like a, like a, like a ladder. So like I started doing social media, right. Which was like, okay, you know, so, you know, promoting, I'm mostly promoting people's blog posts on social media and then learning how to promote people's products on social media. Um, and then that very naturally led to the next step, which was ads, right? Like how do you maximize your social media? Like you add on 
ads, right? But then once you learn about ads, you're like, well, you need a funnel to drive the ads too. So it kind of was a very natural progression from like thing to thing. So I think it kind of basically, I basically went from like blogging, social media, ads, funnels, like in that order, because it very, like those steps very naturally kind of led to the next, if that makes sense. Sure. So then like at that time I'd be like, okay, now I'm like, oh, I was all in on ads. I'm like, let me learn everything I can about ads. And then like, once I felt like good about that, I was like, well, now I need to know what needs to happen after the ad. And then I moved on to funnels, which is actually where I found Julie. Cause I was searching for sales funnel stuff and I found Julie Stoyan and you know, her digital gangsta. And I mean, her course was probably, was the most expensive course I'd ever bought up to that point. It was like, I think it was like $1,500. And like the idea of spending $1,500 on something made me like literally like freak out. Right. I was like, how can anyone spend this much money on anything? I mean, like, I mean, like a car. I mean, like it was just so outside of my comfort zone. Um, and I, even, I actually was looking back at like the first mess emails I was send, sending Emily. I'm like, can I do this on PayPal? Because I don't really have enough accounts in the States right now. Like it was yeah. like, so like, you know, but once I found her, like I, I've kind of stuck with Julie once, like once since I found her. Right. Um, yeah. so after that, it's been more like when I learn things, it's more specialties rather than like general knowledge. Like I'll be like, okay, so like, I want to learn more about sales. So like I, you know, I learned from Renee Rebar, like our friend Renee, like, you know, about specifically sales, right. Or I want to learn more about I don't know, like application funnels or things like that. Right. So I would like, that'd be more like a dive into things like that at this point. But, um, I really focus, like at this point, I very, I consume very little free content. Um, like I'll listen to podcasts, like to relax, um, so to speak. Um, but I, but I, I feel like I already probably bought so many courses that I should probably just focus on you know, whatever I need. I probably already have. So there is a point where you have to just stop and just, right. yeah. Right. That's a good point. I mean, I think there's a lot of people who feel overwhelmed by all of the things, right, that they can consume. And I'm a big fan of what you just said is like the riches are in the niches, right? So learn one thing, learn it really, really well first. And then once you get that down, then go to the next thing and so on and so forth. Because now you basically can get like a PhD on YouTube. You know what I mean? Like you can learn anything and everything that you want about anything. You just have to Google it, right? And then that, as a business owner, for me, can be like totally overwhelming because then, you know, if you're anything like me, you kind of go Google something or you go on YouTube and then, oh, look, here's this thing now I want to learn and there's this thing I want to learn and I'm like all over the place. And then pretty soon I've wasted, you know, weeks trying to figure out how to, you know, turn a background color purple or something. You know what I mean? Like it just, it's, it's so silly. And I think particularly as a mom, when our time is already pretty limited, you know, we've got to be really diligent and we've got to be really like mindful with what we're consuming, but as well as the energy that it's expending to consume that stuff. Right. And to be able to like then process it and actually take action. Cause I, my, my strengths finder. So if you've ever done like the personality test or whatever, there's one of my top five strength finders is Um, I'm a learner, right? So I will constantly be consuming all sorts of different information. And I've learned about myself is that if I don't stop myself, I will do nothing but learn and I won't take that and put it into practical application very often. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think that's the same way. Yeah. So as a mom, what like recommendations and advice, you know, so so you've you're a mom of four, you got pregnant, you started this thing, you, you've got this business now where, and, and tell us a little bit, maybe, maybe you should just back up a minute. Tell us now about the business that you're currently running and and the things that you're currently doing with your, with your clients. 
Yeah. So, so when I, so basically when I got pregnant, I mean, I had like basically three months of like basically feeling I was dead all the time, which we all know. Um, I, was, I think it ended up being closer to four months of like, you know, cause I think, I don't know. It was just, it was just a hard time of year. And basically when I emerged, I realized that like the past couple of months, I basically made like no money. And I was like, my business is just dead. Like, I guess I'm just, I mean, yeah. you know, and I was like, but I still, I mean like that's, that's ridiculous. I can't just, business can't just die. So I was like, well, I, I should probably just start putting myself out there again. The craziest thing was literally like, I think February, um, February, 2020 was when I like started feeling, you know, January, I started, I started feeling a little bit better, like end of January, February, 2020 ended up being like a 15 K cash month. And then March was like a 20 K cash month. And if you remember March was March, 2020 was a yeah. very significant month for us. Right. When like the whole world basically blew up. Um, right. And, and that actually that ended up being my most profitable month to date, which I found very interesting. Um, because that was when I decided that I wanted to start doing more teaching and coaching rather than just doing the work myself. Cause I also realized that after having a baby, like I, I knew enough about having children and having babies to know that you, the one thing you know about babies is you have no freaking clue what they're going to turn out to be like, right? Like <laughs> it could be, they could be anything. They could be an angel baby and sleep like, you know, 10 hours a day, or they right. could be a complete, like, you know, a colicky, nightmare right you have no idea so right. i knew that like i did i knew i did not want to grow an agency at that point i decided that i just did not want to manage people i i had enough people in my in my real life to manage so like if i had a small team of my own then fine but like managing things for other people like it just felt very very heavy for me so yeah. i you know what i will just you know i'll focus on like consulting and i want to just really go all in on my coaching so currently my main coaching program is a one-year program, which is the irony is it is more of a general program because it's kind of like just like the three steps of like offer the offer, the marketing and the systems to like bring you to like that consistent, just consistent five-figure months. Um, yeah. But as a mom, like within that mom schedule that you have, which is often no schedule and no predictability um, and sometimes right. too boring and too predictable, like, you know, we go back and forth, right? Um, right. But that's kind of been my main offer like since I've had her. Um, yeah. I have done other things. I do VIP days. I do consulting. I do, you know, some stuff. I'm starting to like do a little more one-to-one -one work now that she's back in daycare. Cause I kind of want to like keep my hand in a little bit and see like what's working and what's not, you know, I think yeah. it's very valuable, but for the most part, it's been my coaching. And that was like, that was because I realized that when I was working with my clients, what I really enjoyed, like I like doing the work. I'm good at copywriting. I'm good at launch management. I'm good at the strategy, but I also really yeah. enjoyed like coaching them through all the feelings and coaching them through the, you know, coaching them through the process as well, which becomes, you know, as you know, as a service provider, you know, or as a, you know, you basically are a coach because you need to, you need to talk clients through all kinds of feelings when their, you know, their ads are working, their ads are not working, their, their launch looks like it's tanking on day three. And it's, you know, and you're like, it always looks like it's tanking on day three, right? Like that right. kind of stuff, like it just naturally happens anyway. And I just realized I really enjoyed that part. And so I was like, well, I should probably do, that would probably be a more leveraged, a manageable sort of business model for someone with a little baby. And I was, I was right. Right. And was. So, and it, and it yeah. stuck and, and yeah. here you are, yeah. here you are, you're running a business, you've got your five kids, you're managing it in between your mom's schedules and you're, you know, making money. And how many hours are you, I mean, are you, would you say you're doing part-time full-time work? I mean, how many, how many hours a week do you think you're, you're working or putting into your, to your business at this point? So at this, I mean, at this current, current moment in the middle, middle of a launch, so more than normal, I'd right. probably say on average about four hours a day. See, that is, is I mean, 
that's the dream, right? That is the dream. And, and I don't even work. I don't work. I work a little bit on Sundays. And I don't work on Fridays at all. So right. it's like basically between 15, 20 hours a week ish. Wow. That's yeah. amazing. Yeah. So let's think about this for a second. Okay. So I, let's say, I always like to ask this question, like if you could take a step back, right. And you could yeah. look at your journey and you could look at all the things on your journey, like what would be maybe some advice that you would have given yourself when you first started, or what would be some like things that you look back now a little bit and go, ah, if I had only kind of, you know, maybe switched or changed, like what, what advice would you, would you give, you know, people who maybe are first starting or something along those lines? Like, I wish I would have, you know, that mm. type of stuff. Well, I wish I learned digital marketing when I was 18, but you know, since yeah. I couldn't have done, you know, I, I do wish I, I, I wish I'd kind of like been more aware of like this kind of stuff earlier because yeah. you know, again, like that's when the early adopters, I mean, when I was 18, that was like 2008. Right. So it was still like relatively early-ish days in like internet education. Um, And, and so like, I kind of wish like I'd gotten started early, but I guess that you can't really change that. So you you can't change when someone finds things out. But um, what I probably would say is um, I should have probably should have specialized earlier. But again, I say this as like now as a more of a general coach and I do not like only teach one thing. And I actually, I don't really regret much because I feel that the journey that I went on learning all those things enables me to kind of see the big picture of my clients' businesses and kind of see what would work best for them. Um, I don't consider that like a detriment really. Um, But I just, I definitely wish I'd like specialized. Like at some point I should have like, I was an expert and I could, there was a bunch of things I could have specialized in and I just chose to continue doing all the things because, I, you know, I get bored by doing one thing. Um, but I also want to point out that you should not be niching down too quickly because you can't know what you want to do until you actually do it. And then people like are like, how to start a business? Pick a niche. And I'm like, how can you pick a niche if you have, you've never worked with a single client in your life? You don't know who you want to work with. You don't even know what you're good at, right? Like, don't put that pressure on yourself to find a niche when, like, you, have, you barely even have a business, you know? And I think that that would, like, I put so much pressure on myself to, like, to, to do that. And then like, it just ended me like kind of making me go in circles and never really getting anywhere because I was so stressed about like having the perfect, you know, the perfect niche of the yeah. perfect, you know, ideal avatar and knowing like what they put on their avocado toast. And I was like, that's just <laughs> <laughs> right. Like, right. Right. Yeah. yeah. I think, I think there's some, some goods and bads to that for sure. And I agree yeah. with you in the fact that like you, it, particularly for those people who are new to the online space or new to business or, new to anything, really, you don't know what you don't know. And it's kind of part of the journey, right, of going through all the things to be able to get to the other side. I think where a lot of people get hung up is they don't do all the things or do enough of the things to know that they're good at something or that they don't like something or this doesn't work for them or whatever that is. And I think that's where a lot of business owners stop or they just get frustrated or they don't take it to the next level to be able to, you know, push through some of that stuff because they, they either do start to, you know, in the niches, you know, very heads down, let's just pour through this thing and you don't really even know what you're doing yet. And then you get frustrated easily. But then I would say on the flip side of that is after you've kind of had some experience in whatever business it is, 
selling everything to everybody is never a good thing, right? Sure. You can't be all things to all people. You can't support all people as a service provider. You can't have a store that sells, you know, Christmas things and sells, you know, makeup and sells dog toys and sells, all, you know, like you, you have to like specialize yeah. at some sure. point. Yeah. And I think that, you know, going through the journey, like you're talking about is definitely, you know, so, so important. And I, I guess what would what would you say like is that probably like the most important thing that you've learned a- along the business journey so far or like oh, what's the one thing that you that you've really learned kind of like through this this important maybe lesson that you've learned that you're kind of like oh man if if for nothing else this is my this is my life lesson yes well for me i think the biggest thing i've learned is that relationships are everything like i feel like i I've, I've grown probably 50% of my business if not more through the relationships that I've built. In fact, I think my first like proper, like after my first trial VA client, um, who was like, I was like, I'm a new virtual assistant and I'm willing to work for very cheap so you so I can get experience. And like, that was my first one. And I really appreciate her for kind of giving that, me that opportunity. But I got my first like official virtual assistant client from someone who I connected with in a Facebook group. And she was like, oh, I'm looking for blog posts. And I said, oh, well, I'll write you a blog post. And then we connected and she goes, oh, I know someone who needs it. And it was like, just that like, you know, and just from like that first client, until now, I really, really feel that relationships have been like a cornerstone of everything of not only getting, you know, clients of getting me of, of, of exposure, but also just the support that a community, I mean, we're, I mean, we're in the mastermind together and we, I mean, just from last week, just being able to see like, you cannot explain to, it's so hard to explain to other people what the ROI is like emotionally and mentally of just right. being in a room with other people who get it. Right. right. Because most people, I mean, I will say my husband understands a lot more than I gave him credit for. Like he definitely like, I'm like, so he still say things. I'm like, you listened, you know, you know what I do. Right. Um, But, but like for the most part, like the people around us don't really, really get it. And so just having, I mean, whether it's having a coach, which is also like super important, but also having just people, um, yeah. all those connections with people have been like yeah. life changing, like actually life and not just business changing, like actually life changing. Like I, you know, and it's crazy to be, like I tell some people, I'm like some of my best friends, like I, I, I've never even like met in real life, you know, I, know. Or, like, I met them once in real That's life. So- I know I've told people that too. Cause I, I have a team that's like all around the world and right. they've been with me for years, right? Like I'm very fortunate. I I have a team that's been very dedicated to me for many, many years. And I have met uh, all but one of them maybe in real life. Like I have never met these people who have dedicated their lives to me, right? And like, and friends of mine in other countries that I probably will never meet, you know, in person or, or it will be very happenstance if I ever did. And it's just, you're, you're hundred percent right about the relationships because my entire agency has been built on relationships. I, I very, very rarely have my own lead gen funnel going where I'm getting agency clients, right? Like I have a lead gen funnel where I'm getting group coaching clients and Facebook, you know, people and things like that. But from an agency perspective and from a consulting perspective, a lot of that has come through who you know, right? And right. I think that's so, so true with any type of business, building those relationships, spending, you know, what seems like an enormous amount of money on coaches, 
group coaching programs, masterminds, something where you have a connection to other people and not because you're necessarily learning all the things, yeah. but it's because you're networking and building those relationships and stuff like that. So I love that. That's a great, yeah. great. Like, that's, like, what would you go back and like, you know, you wish you'd done. I'm like, I, I, I would go back and be like, good for you. I'll keep doing that. Like that, that was something that I really, like I started naturally doing very early on because I just, I love, I love connecting with people. Like I'm a very natural connector. And that to me was like, it came very naturally. It just didn't occur to me that this was like a strategic thing, so to speak, but it ended up being a strategic thing to do, um, you know, and, and it's, and yeah, it's like, there's, and that's why I actually really prefer, you know, group coaching to just, you know, I, I probably would not like leave a mastermind and just, just have a one-to-one coach. Cause I really, yeah. I need that. I need that. Yeah. I need those people. I right. Yeah. Being online is a lonely place, right? Like it can be, it can be very lonely, even though you may, like I'm in a co-working space now, I just needed to change the scenery, but it's still, I'm by myself, you know what I mean? Or, or we're all, a lot of us are working from home now more than ever right. and having that connection in that community, it, it is so, so important. So let me leverage that conversation just a little bit about, you know, how we're working at home and, and things like that. How are you, because you've always worked from home, you've obviously had your kids. How do you balance that life and the work? And you said, you know, you're working four hours. Are you like dedicating four hours of the same time every day to it? How, like, how are you balancing those things as you're, as you're growing your business specifically? Cause your kids are, I mean, they're in school and, and now your little one's in daycare, but they're still home. Like, oh, they yeah. still- <laughs> right. <laughs> And weekends, yeah, right. um, yeah. So, so I mean, one thing I I started doing, which has been really helpful for me, is um, I put my phone. I mean, I, I only just got an iPhone like a few months ago, so I mean, everyone's like, "Well, it's about time, lady." But um, <laughs> so you can have this like this this downtime thing, like your screen time, where you can basically turn off all of your apps for a certain amount. So my apps are off from like 10 a.m. to 7 p.m. every day. So I can go into them if I want to, but I can do like, oh, I just want like just for 15 minutes. And then it will like, so like if I want to like go onto Facebook, I'll go onto Facebook and it will actually cut me off at 15 minutes, which is very helpful because you do, as a connector, social media can become like very, you know, rabbit hole, right? If that's even a word. So, um, so that's really, really helped me as well because like kind of create those boundaries because also I get distracted like when I'm supposed to be working, right? So like, I mean, today, for example, I was recording a lot of reels. So I turned, you know, I turned, I, I just turned Instagram on for the rest of the day because I needed Instagram, right? Um, right? But like generally, even when I'm working, I can still get very distracted by, you know, by social media on my phone. So that really, really helps me. And that also helps kind of create boundaries until like bedtime, right? Which is around seven. I mean, for older kids, it's later, but like my baby's bedtime is around seven. So it kind yeah. of like creates that like natural, that natural boundary. Um, yeah. I also enlist a lot. Um, I list a lot of help. Um, from my yeah. children who currently are knocking at my door. Um, <laughs> so, um, not because they should be in bed. So, um, I don't know why they are. Um, but I do like, I think that, I think that you, we really underestimate what, what kids can do. And, you know, like we think that they're, yeah. you know, young for something or they, they won't be able to do it as well. And I think it's a really good, that's a really good, um, kind of analogy to also business and like building a team as well. And I kind of see it as the same thing. Like your, yeah. your family is your team that you just, I mean, you just, you created them, but they're still your right. team. Right. And right. yeah, in the beginning, it would be much easier for you to just do it yourself because you know, not that it's the best thing for you to do yourself, but you can do it. You know how to do it. You could probably do it faster. You could probably do it better. Right. Like, you know, like, the, the idea of having to go out of your way to delegate the thing and teach the thing 
feels very, it feels like a, like a mountain almost. It's like, oh my gosh, I have to yeah. start, you know, yeah. I, I remember when my baby was born, so I said to my husband, like, oh my gosh, you have to teach another kid from scratch, like how to sleep, you know? <laughs> like, like, I'm like, what are you doing this? <laughs> like, oh, you know, it's like, didn't we just do this? Like, you know, but, um, but the fact is once you do, you know, and same thing with the team member, like once you teach them or you, you know, you give them the SOP, you give them the feedback and they learn, um, then it just look how much easier that makes your life, right? Like I, I no longer fold anyone's laundry but mine and my, my, mine and my husband's and my babies, right? But my kids all, you know, deal with their own laundry. I wash it. I sort it into their own baskets. After that, it's their problem. They can put it in their drawer at a certain point they have to because the baskets have too full. And I'm like, well, I can't do any more laundry, right? But like, I, I, I removed my, like, I, I kind of like removed my ownership of it and I kind of gave it to them. And I'm like, this is now your, your job. Your clothes are your job. Um, so I think that's also an important thing. I think that, um, people like, I think moms especially just take a lot on themselves. They don't necessarily have to be taking on, not realizing people around them are more than capable and they just need to kind of give them the opportunity. Right. Um, yeah. So it's not the same four hours every day. Usually like, um, I'll say like two, like two, two, you know, two to three hours, maybe in the morning. Um, you know, but I also have like the house to run and everything. So right. I probably work like three hours in the morning and then, um, maybe an hour or two at night. Some nights are heavier than other nights. That's why I say on average for, oh, cause on some days it's like six if I have like a couple, a couple of calls in the evening. Yeah. Um, but yeah, but like generally it's like about three to four hours during the day and occasionally, you know, some weeks are busier than other call wise in the evenings. Cause that's when I can speak to people because of my time zone. Yeah. Right. So, yeah. um, so yeah, and it's it's really just I, I don't I, I no one no one does anything perfectly. I don't balance things perfectly. I mean, my my twelve year old told me yesterday that I had told him to wash the dishes and he said he'd rather die because that would be easier than living the difficult life he has to live. <laughs> and I was like Welcome to teenage almost You'd rather die than do dishes. I was like, let me just get this really clear. I was like, Okay, um Wow, great parenting moment here. Yep, yep. Well I <laughs> um, <laughs> Like these like, things, right? That's so dramatic. Like, what on earth are you talking right, about? Like, right. I'm like, no, I'm mean, definitely doing the dishes, and you know, like, right, right. I don't care. I don't care if you prefer death to this to these dishes, but these dishes are definitely getting done by you, right? You know? So, oh my god, there's only, I mean, no, you know, no kid ever, you know, totally thinks their life is fair, and right. Most kids probably really do too much, even if they do nothing. I mean, I told my six-year-old once to like put something away, and he's like, "Oh my gosh, I work so hard." <laughs> I know, right? I I I should do a whole podcast on all of the um, childisms that I have had over the course. I'm sure you have thousands that you can contribute to. Of the my life is so terrible. Things are so hard. I'd rather die than do dishes. I'd like, you know, why do you treat me so poorly? <laughs> I know. And I'm like, you didn't realize how easy your life is right now. Right. You know, like, it's so funny when you're, you know, when you're a kid and you think like, oh, when I, when I grow up, I will do whatever I want. And like, when then you, then you grow up, you're like, oh my God. My mom was, you know, like. It was pretty good to me. Yeah. <laughs> my parents. That was, that was, those were, those were nice times. I like those. Those are, those are simpler times. Right. So. Right. Yeah. Again, my, you know, my kids are probably, you know, on, you know, some days I'm the best mommy in the world and some days I'm like the worst. Right. You know. Right. Just, it is what it is. And, um. <laughs> And, uh, but I do kind of like, I do kind of, I, I compare business and motherhood a lot because I find that like a lot of the same, I, I applied a lot of my motherhood skills to my business. Batching is a motherhood skill that I applied to my business, even breaking tasks down to smaller bits. Like, I mean, when I used to, I used to decorate cakes a lot, I used to like, that was like my hobby. Um, when I was 
when I, before I had my business, I used to do a lot of like really, really fancy cake decorating that I basically learned off YouTube. Right? Like we said, like you can learn anything on YouTube right, these days. Right. And, um, and people, I, I mean, I had little kids. I'm saying it wasn't, I had like little, little kids. So like people would be like, how do you, you know, how do you do this? Like, whatever, like, this is so, and I'd be like, well, I, you know, I make the frosting one day and I put it in the freezer and then I make the cake and I put it in the freezer and then I make all the decorations. I put them in the freezer. And then on like the next week I assemble the cake. Right. So like, it's not like taking a whole day to make a cake. It's breaking it down to manageable pieces that fit into your life. And that's basically what I have to do with my business as a mom. And it's just, that's the way things go, right? You don't, you will not often have long uninterrupted hours um, in which to get things done. And that's just our reality. So you have to work with it. Right. I think that's a really critical point in, and let's just repeat that again, but you have to break down the tasks into manageable pieces. And I think that in any business motherhood, otherwise, I think it's so, so applicable, right? For us to be able to, like, sometimes this world feels so overwhelming, any business feels so overwhelming. As a business owner, it's so overwhelming. I think I read a statistic somewhere that said like most small businesses close within like 90% of small businesses close within the first year. I don't know if that's exactly right. Maybe a little dramatic, but lots of small businesses close. A lot of them in yeah. the first year because people find that it's too overwhelming. They don't have capacity to be able to do all the things when you shouldn't be doing all the things yourself. You also shouldn't be doing all the things all the time, right? Like just manageable, breaking things down, being able to get things done. And I love the cake analogy because I think that's really relatable to how people you know, can apply this in their businesses right away too. So that that's awesome. But as we start to wrap things up here and as we start to, you know, kind of finalize and have more conversation about, you know, different things, do you have like, this is a question that gets people stumped a lot of times when I ask it, but do you have like a, a personal motto or anything like a philosophy that you kind of live by? I always like to ask this as kind of like the final question and I don't tell people cause then they're thinking about it, but I just like, like, what do you, what do you, what's kind of like your motto? What do you kind of live by um, that you could share with the group? Yeah, I actually do. Just, that's funny. I got, when, it, when the second you said that, I thought of this um, and it's actually, this has been a work in progress for me. Yeah. But um, what I try to tell myself is I'm doing the best I can with the tools that I have, you know, with, with, with the resources I have at the moment. Right. Um, because, you know, as I'm a, you know, I'm a three on the Enneagram, so I'm an achiever. I always wish I never, I'm never happy with where I am. I always wish I was doing better. I always think I could be doing more. Right. And I remember my husband literally saying that to me once. He's like, like, you will never have enough kids because you can just, you can just keep having them just like to prove that you can. I'm like, well, that's not why I have them. But like, he's like, like when, like, when will you ever stop? Like, when will you just be happy with where you are? And I was like, what is that? Right. You know, right. but, um, but I think the thing that just I have to just tell myself is, um, you know, I'm doing the best I can with the tools that I have as a mother. Right. I mean, uh, you know, am I doing everything perfectly as a mom? Probably not. You know, and and that is actually that that thought has actually really helped me um, with uh, kind of a lot of forgiveness towards um, yeah people in my life. Right. I'm um, even like towards my parents who I was so angry at for so many years um, with like how they moved me to a different country and, right. you know, and, and then put me in this school that was so not right for me. And, 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 uh, and then now looking back, I'm looking at them, you know, they were close to my age at the time and I don't feel like I have it all together. Right. right? They were literally, they had a 12 year old, right. I, I was 12 and I have a 12 year old now. Mm -hmm. And, um, and I, and I definitely don't feel like, you know, my son's going to be bar mitzvah next year. I don't feel like I, I know enough to be the mom of a bar mitzvah boy. Like that, like seems like insane. Right. Um, 
but they were doing the best they could with what, with what they knew, like with, yeah. with, with, the, with the knowledge they had available to them. And so that is, that, that really helps me kind of put that stuff into perspective as well. And I hope that my kids will one day give me the same grace and, right. um, and I try to apply it to my business as well, as hard as it is. Again, as an achiever, it's very hard because you're like, you could be doing better, right. Right? you're doing more. You should be working harder. Yeah. You know, so um, that kind of helps like settle me down a little bit when I'm feeling that like, yeah. you know, oh, it's, it's never enough and I'm, I'm never really succeeding. That's so that's great. Yeah. And I think that's a great, great kind of motto or philosophy to live by. And I, I, I think that's wonderful. So thank you for sharing that. Well, as, um, as we wrap up now, tell people where they can find you. So if people are looking for you online, where can they find out more about you, your programs, what you're offering? Tell us all the places. Yeah, sure. Um, so I would say Facebook, but I'm almost full of Facebook friends. I probably have to clean that off. So I would say like, you know, follow me on Facebook, but connect with me on Instagram, shoot me a message. Um, it's thealbendahan.com. I assume it's going to be somewhere in some sort of show notes yep. somewhere. Um, yep. So yeah, the Albendahan, write my name with the in the, in the front because I'm super important. Um, <laughs> and you know, I, 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 I'm looking back, I'm like, why did I do that? That was so like self-centered. I was like, jeez, I, I am the I do, I do a lot of stories. I'm like on there a lot. Um, I do a lot of trainings on there too. So definitely um, add me as, you know, have, you know, ask to be added to my close friend list because they get all the cool stuff. Yep. Um, and yeah, you can check me out at yalbandahan.com. Right. Um, I, I am going to probably like give you a freebie too below. Um, but you can find my programs, um, you know, my, my, my main program, which is called the Baby Proof Business Accelerator, which is not for people who just have babies, but just building a business that is a baby proof right. business that can survive right. the ups and downs of motherhood. Um, and you can find, you know, access, you can, you can apply to that program on my website. So yeah, albendan.com and please reach out to me. I love connecting with other moms who are trying to make it work because yeah. we all need to like each other's corner because it's not an easy life here. It is not you know? an easy life. It is not. And I love that. And we will have all of her links, um, you know, linked here in the show notes so that you can easily find her, but definitely follow her on social media because you are one of the most consistent social media story people I've seen. Um, out there in a really long time. And you're always sharing motherhood tips and business tips at the same time. And I love how they're like so intertwined and blended together and things like that. So um, go and follow her on social media. Take a look at all of her um, amazing links. And if this is the right program for you, go check her out. And we'll have that linked here below as well. All right. Well, thank you so much for talking to us today. This has been amazing. So much fun to hear about you and your business. And um, until next time, guys, thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. If you like what you've heard, I'd be so grateful if you'd leave a review. And don't forget to subscribe so you never miss an episode. If you'd like to see if you're a good fit to work with the Digital Dawn team, head over to digitaldawnagency.com forward slash contact and let's book a call. Thanks so much again and until next time.